The strongest man in the Bible had to learn the reality of his own weakness and the true source of strength. Today, we learn spiritual truths from the life of Samson. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we journey through the Word of God. Yesterday in our study of the life of Samson, we went back in our Bible to Numbers chapter 6, comparing Scripture with Scripture. And By the way, I'd recommend that to you. As you study the Bible, compare Scripture with Scripture. I love to stay in a portion of Scripture in my study and, and try to dig deeply into it, but I've also learned that when you start looking at the cross-references, uh, that all of God's Word is connected. And if you're going to understand it, you've got to, to study other portions of Scripture. Someone said the best commentary on the Bible is the Bible. Well, we're talking about Samson breaking his Nazarite vow. Now, there are not Nazarites today. We're not called on to be Nazarites. We're New Testament Christians. But the principle of living a holy life does apply to us because the word Nazarite simply means consecrated, given to God, separated to the Lord. And I'll remind you that it was an individual choice. And every man must choose holiness for himself. And I'll also remind you that it's more than rules. It's more than simply checking the boxes or saying there's certain things you don't do. Instead, on the positive side, it's giving yourself to a holy God. Before we go on in our study of the life of Samson, I'd like to just camp here today, if I may. I'd like to press this point a little further because we read in Numbers chapter 6 God's description of the Nazarite vow, but I want to give you some observations. Some observations that I think Samson missed, and if we're not careful, some things I think we will miss about living a separated life. First of all, to be separated to the Lord means that the Lord wants every day of your life. Not some days. He wants every day. Did you notice the little phrase in Numbers chapter 6, all the days of his separation? Numbers chapter 6, verse 4, all the days. He repeats the phrase in verse 5, all the days of the vow of his separation. Verse 6, all the days that he separated himself unto the Lord. Verse 8, all the days of his separation he is holy unto the Lord. Sounds like God's trying to tell us something. Samson, God doesn't want you occasionally. He wants you consistently. He doesn't just want you on the day that the lion comes against you. He wants you every day. He wants you not just when people are watching. He wants you when no one's watching but God. We refer to Sunday as the Lord's Day, and I believe that it is the Lord's Day. But I'll remind you that every day is a Lord's Day. This is the day the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Every day is God's gift to us, and every day should be given back to God. Could I challenge you to start every day by giving yourself and that day to the Lord? Imagine when you wake up in the morning that your bed is an altar. And before your feet ever hit the floor, say to the Lord, Lord, lying here on this altar, I give myself afresh to you today. I thank you for this day, and I want this day to be holy to the Lord. So first of all, what does it mean to be separated to the Lord? It means the Lord wants every day. Then it means the Lord wants every decision. Do you remember that the three parts of the Nazarite vow covered both public and private? For example, everyone would know if Samson cut his hair. But everyone's not going to know if he touches a dead animal in private. Everybody's not going to know if he, if he drinks alcohol or, or eats grapes in some private place where no one's looking. The point is this, 
God wants every decision, even the ones that only God can see. I'm thinking now of Paul writing uh, to the church at Philippi, and he says, I want you to obey not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. My friend, we must live the holy Christian life when no one sees. It was Abraham Lincoln that said, You are what you are in the dark. He also said, If you take care of your character, God will take care of your reputation. Too many people try to live ordered lives publicly, but behind the scenes, in the deep and secret place, things are not what they ought to be. If you're going to be holy to the Lord, the Lord wants every day and He wants every decision. Then He wants every detail. Do you remember the three parts of the Nazarite vow? They couldn't drink wine, they couldn't come in a dead body, and they couldn't cut their hair. Could I suggest that represents three types, three details of life that the Lord wants given to him? What was wine? Well, wine represents that which is unwise. Remember, wine is a mocker, strong drink is raging, whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. Uh, it, it leads to things. Uh, people do things under the influence of alcohol that they don't do at any other time. Very unwise decisions are made. It clouds the judgment. So wine represents the unwise. The dead body represents the unclean. Uh, ceremonially, dead bodies were unclean in that day, so you couldn't touch them. And the cutting of the hair represents that which was unnecessary. A man could live without cutting his hair. It was unnecessary. So listen to these three details of your life. There are things that are unwise there are things that are unclean, and there are things that are unnecessary. May I challenge you to bring every detail of your life to God? Sometimes people say, well, you know, I've given Him all the big areas. A friend, God didn't purchase part of you. He purchased and paid for all of you. He wants every part of your life. It's not enough to say you're 95% given to the Lord. He wants every detail. Is there any unwise thing in your life that needs to be given to God? Any unclean thing? Any unnecessary thing? That's why the writer of Hebrews says not only should you lay aside the sin that so easily besets you, we'll come to Samson's besetting sin shortly, but you must also lay aside the weights. The weights are the things that are not necessarily sin, but oftentimes the weights lead to sin. There are triggers in all of our lives. Every detail must be given to God. Oh, but there's a fourth thing. To be separated to the Lord not only means that the Lord wants every day and every decision and every detail but He wants you to bring Him every disobedience. When you do sin, when you do disobey, when you do fail the Lord, bring that to God too. You see in number 6, after laying out the, the Nazarite vow, listen to the words of verse 9, And if any man die very suddenly by him, and he hath defiled the head of his consecration, then he shall shave his head in the day of his cleansing. On the seventh day shall he shave it, and on the eighth day he shall bring two turtles, or two young pigeons to the priest to the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And the priest shall offer the one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering and make an atonement for him for that he sinned by the dead and shall hallow his head that same day. And he shall consecrate unto the Lord the days of his separation and shall bring a lamb of the first year for a trespass offering. But the days that were before shall be lost because his separation was defiled. What's he saying? He's saying if you break the vow... There's no doubt you waste those days. You waste those, that time. Any time spent in sin is wasted time. But aren't you glad for a God of mercy you can be clean again? Did you ever notice that in the Nazarite vow, God makes a way for you to be forgiven and for you to be cleansed? That's why John writes in the New Testament, 
that the Lord doesn't want us to sin. And then he goes on to say, and if any man sin, he hath an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. See, there's already been a sin offering for you. There's already been an atonement for your sin. Bring every disobedience to the Lord. If you've sinned against the Lord in some way, some unholy thing, the accuser of the brethren wants to beat you over the head with it and say, well, just give up and live in that sin. You can't live it anyhow. God says, no, no, bring that to me. I'll forgive you and cleanse you and give you a new start. The sad reality is in the record of Samson, you never find any record of Samson seeking forgiveness and cleansing. You never find when he breaks these parts of his vow, him coming back, as God said, to be right again. If you read to the end of Numbers chapter 6, this Nazarite vow, do you know how the chapter ends? It ends with the blessing. Can I tell you, that's where holiness leads to. If you want the blessing, live holy before the Lord. You don't get the product without the process. Give yourself entirely to God every day, every decision, every detail, every disobedience. And I'll tell you what God will give you. He'll give you every blessing and every good thing because He's a good God and He wants you to walk today in His holy presence. Samson is a reminder to us all that our strength is in God alone. Thank you for joining us today. Visit scottpauley.org for additional resources and an archive of all of the Enjoying the Journey episodes. We look forward to studying God's Word with you again soon.